Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show. Hey, all you gearheads and car fiends, welcome to Driven Radio Show, your weekly automotive happy hour. I am Brett Hatfield, here with my co-host and engineer extraordinaire, Mr. Mark Groves. Yo! We are coming to you from Driven Radio Studios. We're not telling you where. Last weekend <laughs> at the McPherson Cars Club show and uh, Billionaire Luke's post-show cookout. And I'll tell you the story about Billionaire Luke here in a second. That was fantastic. I... It could not have been any better. The show had over 400 entries. Oh, Making Lordy. it the wow. biggest show the college has ever had. And the entries were some of the best I've ever had. You should have seen oh, the Duesenberg. Dude, the Duesenberg. And wasn't that a cord? A uh, 38 cord that there they was had? A or cord, 36? There was a cord there. There was also a Porsche 959 that was quite sexy. Wow. That, the, that was one of the few times that I've seen a cord and gone, damn, that's really cool. Yeah, those, they're those weird, cool. but kind of, it's almost like a German car that was an accident. Exactly. But, there, was, uh, there was just fantastic stuff. All over. Nice. There. It was, you really got to come down. Uh, the turnout was fantastic. And then the cookout at Billionaire Luke's. <laughs> uh, it was a ton of work, but a ton of fun. Rhonda and I went to Luke's on Friday and managed to get all the pork and chicken and everything seasoned after about five hours. Hey, we sweat into the seasoning. So all you people who <laughs> ate there. Uh, a little extra salty. Chris, Chris Wyand, who was also cooking there, he that guy was on fire. I think he had five different smokers going at one time. Wow. Uh, I reprised my role as the sausage king of McPherson County. Nice. Uh, and nice Rhonda title. had a small bar set up. And she Wasn't was that written by O. Henry, the sausage king of, king of McPherson County? Or That's the one. Mark Twain. Uh-huh. Uh, Ron had a small bar set up. She was serving margaritas and Bloody Marys. I think she served four Bloody Marys and 827 margaritas. Uh, her <laughs> the margar- weather was right. Her yeah, margaritas was awake. Yeah. Margaritas went over well. Nice. And we think, Luke thinks there were about 175 people at this backyard cookout. Jeez. And a great time was had by all. There are just a couple little bars in McPherson, and then there's an Applebee's, if you want to call that a bar. <laughs> I think they know one of the, yeah. one of of the bars is called Hank's. It's been there for a million years. Hank's has great cheeseburgers, great fried everything else. Nice. And a pretty decent bar. Got in a conversation with one of the waitresses there and was explaining to her why we were there and the show and then the cookout and everything. And she says, where's that? And I said, well, it's the big brick house on Euclid right down from the college. And she said, that guy's a billionaire. <laughs> oh, no. And I said, that's no, no, sweetheart. No, I he's in education. He's, There's no I damn promise way. you he's not. His <laughs> wife's a doctor, but not a billionaire. Does that make? <laughs> and she said, well, his dad's a billionaire. And I said, no. No, no. And she said, but he drives a Tesla. No, he drives a Model 3. It's not even a good one. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You should have just pumped it up and said, you know what? He hides gold in the yard. Well, the the rest of the weekend, we were teasing the hell out of Luke. Uh, When we showed up to go season everything, uh, Luke was cutting his grass because he always does the day before the cookout. He wants the house to look nice. 
And uh, as we're pulling up, I said to Rhonda, oh, look, he's cutting his grass. And she says he always does. That's what eccentric billionaires do. (laughs) Mow the yard before dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And and I said, yeah, just like Warren Buffett. And Rhonda says, Warren Buffet. (laughs) That's kind of how the weekend started off. But it it was a hell of a lot of a hell of a lot of work, but a hell of a lot of fun. We had a great time there. It was a little toasty over the weekend in McPherson. I think it got up to 91 on Saturday. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I'll three look- days earlier, I'd had the heater on in my office. And then, but you know, three days later, it's 92. Well, what welcome to Kansas, buddy. Yeah, no doubt. It's the only one of the few states in the nation I think can think of that you can go from heat to AC to heat in a 24-hour cycle. <laughs> but you've always got a good breeze. Yeah. You, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> you know, all, all the dirt you can breathe. That's right. You don't put your parka away till June and and you don't put your shorts away until Thanksgiving. That's right. <laughs> so, anyway, fantastic weekend. Luke, thank you so much for having us all. To everybody who worked at that cookout, and there was a great big group of us. Thanks, everyone. It's always the best weekend of the year. Mm-hmm. And there's a little touch of melancholy that goes along with it mm-hmm. because you realize you have to wait another year for that fantastic weekend to come back wow. around. Yeah. And I tell you what, I think I like the cookout almost more than I like the car show. The car <laughs> show's freaking outstanding. Uh-huh. It really was. The uh, uh, Harley Earls, Buick LeSabre was there, the oh, GM Heritage Center that. that. Yeah. And uh, just so much cool stuff <laughs> and, and a lot of fun. And we had a great time. Now, folks, that third baritone voice you've been hearing uh, on the, the mic. The dulcet tones. Uh, is our special guest this week, Rick Hunter of Hot Rod Express. There's a very specific reason Rick is here, <laughs> and it's because I, I promised him I would have him on to talk about the shop after I pestered the crap out of him for two months <laughs> while I was working on my 65 Corvette that turned out spectacular. Oh, it is. Thank you. Rick, Thank welcome you. back to Driven Radio. Thank you. It's good to be here. Do you know it's, it's nice been, to see you guys. Do you know it's been almost four years since you were on the show? Is it really? Was that yeah, the last I'm time? that much older? Wow. He was on episode 10. This is episode 206. Oh, my gosh. It's been a minute since Rick's been on. Now, does that include wow. also the time that I, and I, that must, I think that was four years. Oh, my God. That was four years ago when I showed up down at the um, um, World of Wheels. Yes. And you had all those cool cars, and I interviewed you about them. You were there, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and there's that, another guy there taking it. pictures. Did that whistle by? Yeah. yeah. Just remember, Mark. Wow. COVID is three and a half years almost. Oh, my God. View. Wow. Three years and what it, it hit. Mark. Holy it hit hell, what's so going good. on? Yeah. Here is March of 2020. I remember it. It's been a long time, man. Figure the years and subtract the COVID in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it. It, I think man. it was I think it was a year and a half before COVID. It's been a long time since we had Rick on, so he's way, way overdue. Absolutely. And a lot we're to gonna go over re- then. We're gonna rehash <laughs> a lot of stuff. We're gonna rehash uh some of the stuff we asked you last time because it has been so very long. So Rick, if but you But I can, have been to work every day. Yeah, well you have, but so, uh we've been we've been working with other stuff. Oh I know. If time, you can, time goes on. Tell us a little bit about your background. Where are you from? When did you realize you were a car guy? And did your passion for cars come from someone in your family, or are you a weirdo black sheep like me? You just plucked it out of the air. <laughs> well, probably now the rest of my family probably thinks I'm the weirdo car guy because I'm about the only one that does. I've 
just always liked them. It's been cool. Remember as a little kid, you know, riding on a battery box and oh yeah, and race cars, you know, through the pits and stuff like that with my dad. And uh, you know, he he played around a lot. He was kind of just a play around the garage kind of guy, and and I just really liked it. Just anything mechanical, I I liked it. I mean, I started painting cars my first car when i was 14 and really and it just kind of did you rattle can it? it no i actually went to sears and saved up 29 dollars and bought a real paint gun look at yeah, you yeah man it was badass too was it one of those <laughs> wagner electric ones or was it straight, kind of, straight up sears craftsman man nothing but you. the best probably yeah. ran off was it compressor driven or electric oh, oh compressor driven yeah there a little, you go. little compressor with five gallon tank on it right in the gravel driveway Slap a gun. No dirt in it at all. None. None. (laughs) Spent the rest of my summer rubbing it out. (laughs) How'd you spend your summer vacation? Well, I was rubbing it out. out, You know, that was that was probably. I remember being fourteen. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you mean fifty something? (laughs) Shut up. It was just always fun. That's just, why all my stuff looks so good, because I rub it out. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking there about. There you go. Oh, there's where we go. <laughs> Who had seven minutes for the show going off the rails? Hey, Rick! Rick, come back! <laughs> uh, so are you, are you from here? Are you from uh, Kansas? From the Kansas City area. Okay. Yeah, most, most of my life. Kansas City, Independence, right around in there. And yeah. you painted your first car at 14. Yeah. Wow, yeah. the die was cast early. Yeah. Uh, you know a ton about a lot of different kinds of cars, even Corvettes. And and when I run into somebody who knows markedly more than me, yeah, it always pisses me off. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know, man. But where did you learn everything you know? Did you work in body shops? or uh, No, I never could get a job in a body shop. You know, really? My high school counselor said, you know, I don't think you'll take it serious because you missed a day of school last year and, and <laughs> you know, just stuff like that. So you're young, you can't get a job. So you go to Sears and you buy it paint gun for $29 and figure out how to paint your dad's station wagon during your summer <laughs> vacation, and, you know, kind of go on from there, you know? So now it's just, 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 I just enjoyed learning it, you know, reading, yeah. reading books, all the good guys, Smokey Eunuch, Mickey Thompson, you know, oh, yeah. reading about all those guys as a young kid. And that's what I did for book reports in school. I, I didn't like to do other things. And so you had to do something. And I did that. And, well, did you work on cars on your own throughout the rest of your career? Or? Oh yeah. I always have. Uh-huh. So did you have a, a shop or were you working on? Uh, I remember I've, reading I've, a story about some kid who was painting the neighbor's dogs uh, <laughs> when he wanted to learn how to paint stuff. Oh, you know, God. Bring a dog around for a buck. We'll paint him green. Nice. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, custom dog. Why wouldn't you? You know, somebody will spend a lot of money for those spots in certain yeah, places. And, uh, put so, some flames on him. I want him to be, look fast. That's right. It was getting that glass back in there that yeah. really caused a problem. Yeah, I, you could find anything, man. I know you're already trying to figure out how to put some craggers on your mutt. You damn right. Yeah, you can. We even flamed a fish once. It's still around. You, know, you can flame anything. <laughs> So yeah, I just always loved learning about them. Just read, you know, the, the guys are out there that want to do this stuff, learn how to do it. Just, just get a book, read it. You yeah. know, as much as the guy that wrote the book did when you're done. So, you know, that's, that's a good place to start. How, how long had you been working on cars before you decided to open a shop? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I've had a, I've had a partner most of my career and, uh, we've got along fine work, you know, 40 years together now. So nice. how long has Hot Rod Express we, been? We've been there since the mid-90s. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a long time. 
and we've had smaller shops and other shops. I've had some, you know, some small one and two bay shops and a few of them had gas pumps and, you know, you just wow. start out working on, you know, tuning up cars. You got to make a living. You got to feed yeah. yourself. And, yeah. And so you got to work on, work on the real stuff too. And then you, you played with the cool stuff with your buddies for free on the weekends and after hours. And, you know, you built cars, you know, from six o'clock at night till two in the morning. And that was the fun stuff. And then the rest you had to go make a living on. So when you started Hot Rod Express, did you start off doing full custom builds or what was your uh, initial well, business? We, we did. Um, partners and I, they'd, uh, they'd, one of them had found the building and, and they got started and I'd got involved uh, after that. And we, we always had a following and just we just knew all the car people around and it, it just turned into – First, it was just going to be, hey, this is going to be a cool place to work, and we got lots of room, and it just, it just didn't take long to fill that building up. With, it with never does. Stuff. It never does. It's never big enough, and well, you know the customers, and just do do good work, and man, you don't have to advertise much. It isn't, uh, it isn't big enough if you're good. Yeah, you know, otherwise you would have had plenty of space to work. Yeah, and plenty guy, of time the, on your hands to get it done. Yeah, the, but the guys that work there, they're they're the reason everything is great. Exactly, the employees that are there, they're you they're, even, they're the best. In, you even have a McPherson graduate working there. Yes, we do. Yes, he do. He he does a good job. He does a real good job. He's he's uh, I mean, he's just a great guy, you know. And not not you have to go to McPherson to, to be a great guy. But yeah, it's it's a good place to. It, it, it doesn't <laughs> hurt to start, you know. <laughs> Just, Did so, you just, 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 just so, just so you know that, you know, just in case you haven't heard that. Anymore. Uh -huh. So uh, some of our guys are self-taught. Most of them are, but, but they're pretty smart and they, they, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Nice. For the uninitiated, uh, talk about some of the services the Hot Rod Express offers. What all is it you can do in-house? Well, you know, we, we like doing complete restorations, you know, where we bring an old car it can be in just whatever condition from good to just terrible. And we take it apart and start off with a body that would be close to an assembly line finished product. Did you see how he eyeballed and, me and when he said terrible? And excluded. Yeah. Just kind of take it from there. We, we uh, don't send out for much. We have, you know, engines built by professional engine builders and transmissions by, you know, professional and that and everything else. We handle everything else. So what is your favorite type of build or your favorite car to work? I know what your favorite car is, but what's your favorite car to work on? I'm pretty sure it isn't a 65 Corvette. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't know. I'd like, I enjoy working on all of them really to a point. Um, I like, you know, taking old cars and I, you know, starting out, what I really loved was street rods, you know, stuff in the twenties and thirties. And when one of my partners and I, we done that years ago early on in our careers and that's what i love with street rods and, and stuff like that because i worked on 70 chevelles and cutlasses and camaros changing oil and doing brakes during the day they were just a car nobody mm -hmm. nobody cared I, i've junked way more of them than i should have but i love <laughs> well, just no, i love street rods yeah, but, it's, but it's evolved. 2020 it is it really possibly is. know God, i wish i would have had that had that uh, crystal ball working better, but I like street rods. But the, the thing about the business is the street rods, that's how we kind of started. The shop was just full of, you know, 34 Fords, 40 Fords, you know, old Chevys and stuff. But as the age of people and the cars that they remembered growing up and the cars that they loved, you, you have to take care of your customers. And that, that age is always changing. Like you, you're, oh, yeah. you grew up, you know, Corvettes is your, your thing. Now, if yeah. you were, if you were probably 85 now, you would have probably had a, 
52 Ford in high school and you want one now. So following the age demographic and the people that are paying the bills is how that kind of evolves. So now, you know, the favorite cars we like to do are, that, that, that kind of comes from the street rod thing. You take a car from the 30s and you put a modern chassis, motor, transmission, air conditioning, power steering, and it was a cool-looking car. It had all the creature comforts, but it looked like a 34 Ford. And now we do lots of, you know, like high-end Camaros that, you know, are mini-tub with really expensive chassis systems under them, you know, large LS motors, big power, gear cases, a lot of comforts, and, and they work great. And those cars are the ones I, I really like, the cars that look like the old car, but man, they just run really strong and they're just, well, you know what it's like. You drive down the road and one and every third car you go by has got a cell phone out the window recording you as you drive by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just because they, they appreciate what you're doing and that's just a way yeah. for them to give you a thumbs up and to tell you, hey, man, that's just really cool. I may have had and, a car too that gets that kind of attention. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's just. It's just one of them things that just seeing the end product is just always just really, really neat. And, you know, all the cars we've done through the years while we're there, and I've tried to count them just by maybe how many a year for the last however many years. Any idea? Oh, I don't know. We've probably done, you know, complete builds in the hunt, you know, well over 500 cars probably. Wow. Wow. Complete builds. Because we've been doing this for so many years, you know, I I started doing it when I was, you know, younger in the late eighties or early eighties. I mean, date myself a lot, you know, so. uh, I was too in the early eighties. You are now. (laughs) That's right. I have been married a long time. It just adds up, you know, when you do something for, you know, your whole life for, 30, 40 years, and you figure, well, it's you, that's at least 15 a year, and then you add 30 to that number or more, it's, and then different stuff. But What is your opinion of, uh, of street rods or hot rods that are built on custom frames, like Paul Newman frames or stuff like that? Oh, it's it's definitely, um, you know, the, the prefab chassis world that's out there and some of the guys that started building some really cool chassis, I mean, they are – they've they've taken engineering to a, a really good level and it's a it's a something you can purchase and it'll just move you so much forward on your project because it'll not that let, you couldn't build your own chassis or something but got a pre-engineered chassis most of them and a lot of them are really nice they ride good they drive good well it'll fit the body it allows you to choose your <laughs> suspension choose your brakes oh, choose yeah. your powertrain and everything it's kind of an a la carte you know you can you can do anywhere from basic to just you know, crazy stuff with $10,000 a piece control arms made well, of one piece billet. You know, I mean, it's just unbelievable. The, Mark's the giving me kind of an odd look. Well, that, I'm just curious about it because uh, that's one of the things I've put limited thought in because I know approximately Jack and you know his last name Yeah. Uh, about really fixing up a car. But mm-hmm. when I've thought about, you know, replacing engines, like some of the price levels I'm at, uh, the vehicles don't come with engines. So <laughs> when they, yeah. when you do a really complete thorough custom build one of the things that it is advisable is to pull the old frame out from underneath it and do a complete custom chassis underneath because wow. then you can use all modern componentry you can choose your suspension choose your brakes choose your drivetrain everything else and you can make it ride 
like a modern car does and steer oh, yeah. and drive and everything yeah. else. Now, do you still have to weld on your uh, motor mounts and all that to be well, in the it depends. places? Or, it depends. Or are they preset? The, most of that stuff, if you like the last one that we've ordered, we, you know, we, we keep have them on order. You tell them what drivetrain you're going to use, what motor transmission, that's usually there. Right. What exhaust, engine headers, you know, that's, a, you know, get you going. So you don't try to marry so many different parts from different people. They give you kind yeah. of a, a running start on things if you nice. choose to go that way. But you can, but still, if you, it's just a stock chassis upgrade, like a, you got a C10 or something and you want it to handle really good. I mean, you can leave that original chassis and you can buy some suspension systems that replace everything that moves. Oh, and, you can do air ride. Um, you can do, you can do that. We, we do a lot of high end suspension systems on, on half ton Chevy trucks that, Oh my gosh, they, they handle, you know, put big motors, you get five, yeah. 600 horse. They run good. They drive, they handle great. You can put big tires and wheels on them, you know, got to figure out how to get that, uh, that, uh, you know, leftover, uh, Dodge Hellcat uh, into my, a 55 Plymouth. <laughs> yeah. Well, you haven't, ex- you haven't explained this to Rick yet. How do you do that? Mar- Mark it's has, not as hard as you think. Oh shoot! It's yeah. just it's just an ink pen with a really good check, yeah. you know. <laughs> Mark has a love affair with yeah. all the ugliest Mopars oh, you've ever yeah. seen. Oh, you never seen the one he had a long time ago. We're he, not, he finally, I think. Oh, I partied he, it out. He put it to oh, death. No, finally, I, I, he, he yeah. tried so hard to make that thing go. That, yeah, that's well. when I learned how bad a welder I am. And it you, was uh, just a little rust hole. Which yeah. is weird. <laughs> it would have been a lot smaller if I'd left it the frig alone. But yeah. oh no, I went to town on that thing. I'm going to have to send you a link to a video I was watching the other day about a guy who's learning how to weld correctly after 20 years of doing it wrong. Oh wow. Oh. Yeah, and it goes from really ugly butt welds to doing a pretty good job on it. That's one of the wow. few things I've thought about going to like one of those advanced or uh, secondary educations. You know, old, older people education uh, things like at Johnson County I'll Community, go with community you. College. I want to learn how to do it better. I want to learn how to weld because it really? pissed me off that I couldn't figure it out. Now, uh, second note, I didn't really go at it all that hard. I bought all this sheet metal stuff, tried to put it together one day and got so damn mad. And then a buddy of well, mine, Mark was, I was keeping the Mark was thinking, I'm a smart guy. Oh, yeah. I got I, a college education. This is I, simple. <laughs> Shit. I I've seen guys who know how to weld. I'm smarter than them. I watched half know. a YouTube video, drank three beers, and was ready yeah. to go to town. Bought a welder. Yeah, I did. You didn't I go did. to Harbor Freight or something, did you? He did. Maybe. Oh, he well, did. It might just be the welder, not you. Oh, no. It was me. I left it with my buddy. It's both. I left it with my buddy up north where we, I left that car beside his barn for a year and a half. With and, a lot uh, of holes in it. Oh, my God. And more groin. <laughs> and uh, and he ended up using that welder left and right. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And my engine stand, too. Well, he he may have known what he was doing. Oh, he knew way the hell. He, he rebuilt his truck motor using the engine stand that I had. Oh. I uh, used the welder to fix a bunch of stuff. And you'd think a guy from Branson would be better at this stuff. You would, wouldn't you? <laughs> but no, he didn't go to Vogue Tech. He took the thespian classes. Yeah, what? He, his name is Mo. Mo Ron. <laughs> to, to weld or not to weld? That is, that the, is question. the question. <laughs> nice. I don't know if they even still let you weld in school. Somebody, somebody might get hurt. You yeah, know, that's right. They have an auto body class, and, and I know we're totally veering off course here, but oh, yeah. we had an auto yeah. body class we are, in, we're not. in Olathe schools uh, as part of their 21st century education. And I, honest to God, I tried every way to browbeat my son into that. He picked plumbing instead because oh, I That's- really wanted him to know how to weld. But he was like, nah, I'm, I like plumbing, man. I'm going to do that. And now he's making more than I well, am. Well, you know, there's only three rules to plumbing, don't you? 
Crap rolls downhill, payday is Friday, <laughs> don't bite your nails. <laughs> chew, chew your fingernails. Nice. Uh, good rules. That's good right. rules. All righty. Can you talk about some of or all of the cool stuff you did on my 65 Corvette? Well, that's a really pretty good car. You know, I mean, it, you know, when you, when you before I seen it, I was just, I'm always expecting the worst because the guy's like, hey, I got a car. It's a really nice car. And he brings it out. And it's like, it's like, dude, you you could lose basketballs going down the road and stuff, you know. Well, it's just got a little rust, you know, the size of Wilson, you yeah. know, falling out the, out the deal. But but anyway, um, no, it was really a, a nice car to start with. Uh, the the guy that did work before you, it, we could follow it and do pretty good on your project. You know, it didn't need to be completely taken down to well to nothing again. You, you know, know, like so, we like we talked about but, uh, the guy who owned it before me had had a restoration started on it mm-hmm. and then the guy who owned the shop who started the restoration died yeah that's never <laughs> good dropped dead yeah, ate, yeah. And he gave because up the oxygen car. habit and yeah. so he had to go collect the car and all the parts they could get together mm-hmm. and bring it home and it it languished for 10 years wow. before he found another shop so as i've gone through the car and found stuff wrong with it i'm always thinking New restoration. <laughs> the, the first guy died. What happened in the interim? What's been lost? Everything else. But I think that car is turning out to be a pretty yeah, good oh, car. Oh, it's, it's a really solid car. I mean, you got, you got a good car. It's got a nice chassis under it. You know, it's it, it looks good. It drives good, runs good. It's all there. Just, yeah. you know, it's just like anything. Just, you know, like on your car, just stay after it till everything works good, and then you should be good to go. Just maintenance at that point. I think we're awfully close right now. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. No, it 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 did. It it turned out really nice. Love the color. Nassau blue is probably one of the coolest blues on on any of the GM products. It it's just really really pretty car. You know, it's just it's just a pretty car. Okay, this is when I throw up all over you, giving you compliments. Uh, after I picked it up and, and mm-hmm. I drove it home from Blue Springs, which is a good little drive, mm-hmm. the car rode, drove, handled, and ran better than it has since I got it two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I can't thank you enough for You're doing everything you did on that car. I think you did a fantastic job. Thank you. I can't say enough good about the work that was done on the car. I'm extremely happy. Right down to you and I, safety wiring the knockoff wheels <laughs> in your parking lot before I left. Well, if you don't uh, want the lug nut to fall off. Yeah, it'd be it, <laughs> kind of like the idea of keeping all four wheels on the car. Uh, it just, it, it ran and drove and I think you guys did excellent work on it. Thank you. And I think you did a lot more on it than you told me about, but that's okay. Uh, how many cars do you think you run through your shop each year? Well, as far as just total numbers of cars that are going out of the parking lot, you know, it's, it's, it's probably in the thousands cause you know, we do a lot of small service work on cars and think and different stuff too. So you know, on a day, we, we probably, in a week's time, we may have in the shop, you know, 10 cars, sometimes maybe 20 cars a week. Wow. And I know for a, a production shop, that's that's probably before lunch. But the stuff we do is just not a two- or three-hour fix. It's 20, 30-hour, 68-hour stuff. Guy yeah. comes in for one thing, and and then the next thing you know, he's handing me a, a legal pad with 
you know, 40, 40 things he wants us to look at. And it's, <laughs> I was and trying not to do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yours was a smaller pad. It wasn't legal, but it and, was still and there. So, so the project that comes in that was just going to be a, you know, an easy job turns into a lot, a lot of cause, you know, if as customers have not had good relationships somewhere else, they're going to give you some test repairs to yeah. do is what we call them where they'll come in and they'll, Hey, would you take care of this and that you do it? And then they're like, well, I'm really happy. Here's, here's plan B, C and D. And well, and that's you know, what you, you get for going? doing such quality and, work. But, you do great stuff and people well, are going to say, well, I, now yeah. I want you to do everything. Well, the yeah. guys there, they do, they do a great job and the, the customers do. We're really vigilant on our, on our, you know, our photo documentation and our wording of everything we do. And, and we, we keep that, emailed and sent to them sometimes on a daily basis where they know exactly what we're doing to their car. They know it's not sitting there. They know what we're doing and they can, they're, they're welcome to pull up. They got a picture of it right there at their desk where they're at work. They're like, wow, cool. My car. There's my baby. There's my baby. Yeah, exactly. I came out about a month and a half ago to bring you some parts and to talk about the way the Corvette was going. And while we were there, we walked over to your interior shop Mm -hmm. and you had a car there I think it was a super dark blue or black with an unbelievable blue flame job. On yeah, it. the thirty Chevy. Yeah, mm. talk oh. about that car a little bit if you could, because that was, thing was dead sexy. Yeah, it was a street rod. You know, like the stuff. I love street rods, and it, we we'd finished it for a guy that had been working on it for about ten years, and got to a point where it wasn't moving forward anymore, and agreed to take on the project. And you know, we took finished the chassis and finished the body and painted it and interior. It's nice. It's, you know, it's a 30 Chevy, you know, V eight automatic overdrive, nice rear end air conditioning, heat, uh, cruise control, you know, everything Gray you could think interior. of fuel, fuel injected. It's had, you had, you know, had leather interior through the whole thing. But it, it had, had a really cool blue flame job, you know. A yeah, it had this really it. fantastic multi-shade blue true flame job. It looked like real flames except yeah. blue. Now, was that the one you had at World of Wheels four yes. years ago? we did, and it was back in town for some, the, uh, the owner lives out of state quite a ways, and he'd shipped it in for some service work. He'd been using it for a couple of years, showing it, and he had a couple of places he wanted touched up. And yeah. he just wanted us just to, you know, to go over all his maintenance. And matter of fact, it just got shipped back to, I think, well, somewhere in the Carolinas or somewhere down south. But It's gorgeous. Speaking yeah. of World of, World of Wheels, became, we've seen a lot of your cars there, and mm-hmm. the ones you exhibit are stunning. How many full-build cars do you think you've had ground up everything done we usually try to present about 10 a year eight to ten we'd usually do eight down at the car show that we do one car show a year and that one it it, it's a local show we we like you know showing our stuff off around town and we get a lot of local traffic that looks at them so like that like last year we had i think eight cars there you know that were pretty fresh build so we, we try to, some of them are just really run for the first time a day before we take them down there just to oh, try wow. to get, you know how it is. You're always late, you know, yeah. you're always behind, <laughs> you know, schedules are always, you yeah. know, we're working on them. We'd work on them in the trailer going down there if we had better lighting, but, <laughs> you know, just trying to get the stuff down there and present them. And, and we, we do that uh, also for our customers. They've, they've dreamed about this. This is their, a lot of this is their one project of their lifetime. And so yeah. they've never been to a car show and they're, they, they're kind of apprehensive on, you know, is my car really good enough? And it's pretty nice. It looks good here. So you, you put them in a, in a setting to where 
there's some really nice, you know, ISCA, you know, judged cars that, that are there and they, they come back to you and they say, man, I've looked around. I've looked at all the cars in my class and, and, you know, I just didn't realize how nice my car was until I am able to compare it to, that's cool. You know, different cars. So then they, they get appreciation for what, you know, we've done for them. And, uh, you it just know, makes them feel it, better about their car and, and feel that you kind of introduce them to a whole because you know here here here's the deal, Brett. You, you guys both know, uh, car guys. You know you you can put a bunch of car guys in a room with a cooler full of beer, and there's not going to be <laughs> anybody go away unhappy. And sure. we're, we're we're that's what we are. We that's that's all I know is you yeah. know is I'm a car guy. I mean, absolutely. I can, I can work on cars. The guys can work on cars. There's a lot of stuff I can't do, don't want to do, um, but. Uh, that's that's just what we do, and we're we're just a group. So you introduce them to these group of people, and they're like, "Wow, you know, I can't believe everybody's so nice." You know, these guys. I just walked up to this guy with this car over there. You know, it's you know five hundred thousand dollar car, and he was sitting there in a lawn chair, and he just got up and showed me his car and asked questions and all this. It's like that's why they do it. Yeah, well, we've talked about that before. Oh, we're yeah. uh, getting together with car people, and they're, you know, I, I when I've gone to uh, like Greaserama, oh yeah, here in Kansas car City, guys, yeah, and I see this this dude who's you know got to be eighty years old, white hair, bent, got the cane, got that old vehicle is, and he's talking to some young dude covered with enough metal sticking out of his lips, nose, and and eyebrows. Yeah, it looks to like he built built a, fell a down Yugo. the stairs carrying yeah. a tackle box. <laughs> And these guys are just having a great conversation. Why? Oh. Because they have this thing that they share, and they're talking about the cars. Yeah. It's really cool to they're, see. It doesn't matter what you look like in this deal. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it really doesn't. Because well, thank God. It's, it's such, yeah, <laughs> I would have been out a long time ago, but there's such a, and there's such a spectrum of what people like. You know, you got the low riders, you got street rides, you got muscle cars, you got exotics, you got Volkswagen, you got, you know, just every every class you could think of, even something. dumb Corvette guys, the Corvette yeah. guys, those dudes with the plastic cars, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cardboard Ferrari yeah. baby, yeah. men who drive in glass houses better not throw those. That's right. No. So they don't, they don't rust out. As do fast. you have truth? <laughs> one car or maybe a couple cars that stand out as your best work ever? Something that you you always do. There's you, always something that was just when you were doing it. You you've done everything to your known ability to make it just as absolutely as nice as it can be and as perfect as it can be, and everybody's doing the same thing that's working on it with you, and you get it all done. You stand back looking at it, this thing's just great, and then you you might get an opportunity to have it judged by other guys, you know, maybe at a higher level than you, you know, because you know starting out in this, it's 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 a learning process every day. Yeah. We don't do the same job twice. It's just everything is a different job every day and there's a lot of them that stand out and i think we probably have several a year that's that's that way you know do you have any that stick in your mind one or two or do you want to do you not want to uh single one out man i don't know you know there's uh there's a there's a few street rods that we've done years ago that were really really nice they were really competitive show cars and then um you know there's there's been a few b bodies mopars in my life. Okay. Keep done. talking. Yeah. We're just, we <laughs> get, slowly, we, we'd get them done and they were just, you know, you, you just a low part of your voice. Yeah, you, they look really good. And then when you get a car all done and it looks fantastic and you go for a ride or you, you take the owner for a ride or something and you, it's either really fast and he's just freaked out or it just, you, he, first time he drives it, like we did a, one of the nicest ones we've done was a, a Chevelle convertible for a man all done. 
really over the top nice car and we're going to go for a drive and he never drove it before and we headed out to to kansas go look at another car it's like well, let's just take yours well it's never been driven it's like i've test drove it a little bit it'll be good and he was just the whole way out there he was just giggling the whole time he goes, <laughs> he goes i was expected this car to to literally look cool but just drive like crap you know uh-huh. and he was just just ex- excited that Back to the chassis thing we're talking about. That is you know, so that, cool. That it's like this thing's just got so much power and it just drives. It's so quiet. Oh, I can. You know? Oh, yeah. I and he was expecting say. bolts rattling and fenders rattling and stuff because it's still an old car. I can a lot honestly say leaving your shop the other day, having to take that right turn out, go down, hook a U-turn and go back the other direction. And when I was heading back the other direction, I stuck my foot in it mm-hmm. hard. And the whole time I'm thinking, this is Awesome. Best day ever. So happy. And it's a mid-60s Corvette. You expect it to rattle and make noise. And it wasn't. And I was just thrilled to death. So, uh, yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Okay, now for the fun stuff. Uh Uh-oh. What is the dumbest thing you've ever done in a car? (laughs) Well, we we, were thinking about this earlier. I don't know. Well, not dumbest thing you've done to a car. Dumbest thing you've done (laughs) in a car. car. Oh, in a car. Perhaps with your hands on the wheel. We'll we'll get to the other one in a second. Just... I'm put, sure the Blue Springs put, pre- police the, have forgotten about the, it now. Put the face we just caught in the trunk. I don't know. You know, something like that. Uh, you know, some stuff we probably shouldn't say. Yeah, you know? statute of limitations. That's why I don't talk about my stuff. Oh, it's definitely <laughs> ran out on me. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> there's no, there's no, you know, I don't know. In the car, crazy stuff in cars. Well, I'll let you all Just putting as many bit. people as you could get in them. I oh, mean, yeah, just like, was the max I think the craziest thing is just having like, I got Ten t- people in an old pickup truck, just fast as we could go, and oh. and doing donuts in big parking lots in the snow, <laughs> just like sixty miles an hour, there and just go. let her rip. You know, I'm not, Did, I'm surprised we didn't die from. Flipping you put your over. friends in the back Hell and yeah. let them bounce around like ping pong balls, wouldn't you? I I did. I, <laughs> I got twelve four. I got twelve people in an El Camino once. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a little Nissan eighty seven Nissan pickup that I I I drove like an idiot, and that's when I loaded up a bunch of friends we went out to a parking lot and honest to god they were hanging on for dear life just oh. bam, bam 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 best time ever oh, yes it's awesome just, christmas bruises yeah okay. just listening to people's uh, just just squeals Squeeze. you hear <laughs> it's not screaming it's squealing at uh-huh. that point you know <laughs> i'll i'll ask you the question you answered earlier just because you did answer it earlier what's the dumbest thing you've ever done to a car i don't know it almost be up to Paint one pink or something, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Did you ever put on like one of those big Superbird spoilers? The other day, I saw Superbird on uh, spoiler, a, yeah. a, in one of the groups that I'm in. That's what I think it was a Seabody group. Uh, it was a '65 uh, Imperial that they had put <sighs> a Superbird uh, wow. uh, back spoiler on, and the car was painted like nobody's business. I mean, it was in great condition. And an Imperial? Yeah, it was either an Imperial. It might have been a Newport. Somebody uh, probably Mark wow. had, and I'm just looking at this thing and that was one of the times I almost commented, but I'm like, no, this is one of those bait things where they they get in your addresses and then they you get they get in your heads. Yeah, but Mark, uh I, I didn't comment on it because I'm like, that is really honest to God the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, well Mark has a burning love for the ugliest Mopars ever made. He wants <laughs> I think oh, he they're be- big, beautiful. One. Yeah, he He's wants owned. he wants something that uh has enough room on the hood to have a driving <laughs> range. I like the BBC, <laughs> the big beautiful 
car. Oh, there no. you go. I like C-body Mopars, too. I think my favorite car I've ever owned was a 73 Fury. Grand. You know, no, I'm kidding. Two. Oh, yeah. Oh, the two-door even. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I'll yeah. leave you two alone. Low I'll step out of the room now. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah. that dog will hunt. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was a great car. God, it was fast. Jeez. It was, it was not quick. It was just fast. fast. You know, but it wasn't quick. It took a while to pile <laughs> yeah, it up. But it, when it but got once there, it was there, you could take your foot off the gas, yeah, and it's going to be miles go. before yeah. it stops. We've been speaking with Rick Hunter of Hot Rod Express. You can find Hot Rod Express at www.hotrod-express.com. You can find it on Facebook as Hot Rod Express 1 on Twitter as official HRE and on Instagram at Hot Rod Express. Rick, thank you so much for Man, coming. Thank you. And maybe we can thank you so much for doing such fantastic work yeah. on that. Well, you're welcome. We, I'm sincerely we just, impressed. We're just uh, happy to do it, man. I mean, it's, it's a project we wanted to do for you. The car it, turned out beautifully. It's just a light colored sapphire. Oh, it's sitting just out there in your garage. Stunning. It's a better color than it was before. I like it. <laughs> it's absolutely sexy. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show, and on LinkedIn as Driven Radio Show Podcast. You can also listen anywhere fine podcasts are heard. I am Brett Hatfield for Mark L. Groves Yo. and Rick Hunter. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio. Driven Radio.